Hello and welcome to the Timbit Cast. My name is Gary, and over here is David. Yes, David. David Mullen. Is it I? And he's inside my room. I finally got him. I'm really afraid I want to escape. Don't. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. You can't anyway. I could try. I put towels on the windows and I've covered the bottom of the door for soundproofing. Wink, wink. Yeah. So what is this, Gary? What are we doing? Well, hopefully we won't be disturbed. Hopefully. But also, what today's topic is going to be about is I wanted to have a little bit of a chat about permanence. Everlasting stories. Yes. Can you mention any that spring to mind? So, when I say everlasting stories, obviously I'm going to be drifting a little bit into games. Of course, you're you. But also other kinds of art. And the first thing I want to ask is, when I mentioned this topic to you of what you wanted to say, you straight up just guns blazing went, yeah, I wonder will people be mentioning Shakespeare... In the same no. word, in the same sentence as Kanye. I said, I wonder in 300 people, years. In 300 years, will people see Kanye West as we see a Shakespeare? I want to talk about that more now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, I, I, no. <laughs> but time change, people change, you know? So, like, we see Shakespeare as an alright lad, you know? He wrote some good stuff. Yeah. You know? Kanye. He writes some good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Maybe people of the future will view him, not in the same light, but in a similar light to good old Willie. Okay. Yes. That clears up a little more because if you're saying like in the same kind of realm or sentence. In the same as this guy from history who did some good stuff in his time. You know? Um, yeah, I can kind of see where you're going. Yes. But also I think that Shakespeare is not... Kind of because of language, but you can be updated to being cemented as, oh, he used words really well. To Have you heard Black Skinhead? Just saying. It's a that class. sounds offensive. It's a Kanye West song. He's black. He's okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 I love potatoes. <laughs> We're allowed to be racist against ourselves. It's art. It is. Okay. Yeah. I, um, Your love for potatoes is art. Potato Trigger 101. That's my online name. Is that okay? I really hope it's not. Can I, can I call myself Potato Patty? <sighs> your name isn't Patrick, though, is it? No, you, but I'm Irish, so it's the same no, thing. No, but you're appropriating that name. It's the same thing because... Well, Patty, like... I'm that's Irish. not you. I'm Irish, it's okay. But you're not Patty. You're Gary. <laughs> Potato Gary. Grand. Potato Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I found the the next the name of my child. <laughs> potato Gary. You're Potato Gary. I am original Gary, and you're Potato Gary. It's why because you're my spud. Is that just his name? Yeah, no surname. Because no? he's my little spud. <laughs> That's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. Okay, uh, so Kanye West will always be remembered. I I think he's too ingrained in what is considered hip hop, and I think the 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 question to then ask then is, will hip hop still be around? Exactly. In three hundred years. Yeah, will it? It won't be the same. It will have evolved, and what we know as hip hop now will be a thing of the past, probably. Yeah, you know, because but also like plays are a thing mm. that you don't think of plays. Sorry, you think of Shakespeare. You think of plays as a thing. Yeah, but people don't write 
Shakespearean plays anymore. You know? Because I think when we think of music, mm. will that be like a, oh, you think of plays, you might think of Shakespeare. Mm. You might think of, oh, what, what are really good plays? You might think of Shakespeare. When you think, what is really good music, mm. will people think Kanye? That's, that's what's in my head. Yeah. Well, like, when we think of good music yeah. of the past, yes. it goes like classical music. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like Bach and Be- Beethoven and all them. Yeah. It's like, that's that time. What will people think of this time? You know? When they're like, oh, the classical, not cl- it wouldn't be classical music. Well, it could be considered classical music. But in a different realm as composers, you know? Yeah. We're just throwing this out there. Because, uh, actually, what do you think? Uh, will they say it's, this is the computer era? I don't think so, but computers will that's, develop more. Yeah, but this is also the inception of them. Maybe this is the... That's usually what I've seen in every textbook growing up. Yeah. The early integration of proper technology. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And that will also feed back into how will in a hundred years be for other kind of art forms. Yeah. Like what will still be used in the same way. Because I think mu- music is obviously going to be different and everything's going to evolve a little bit. It always but is. But like genres are going to be appear differently now. Well, compared to 300 years ago. Or are they just going to change? Yeah, 300 like, years pop ago. Pop music 300 years ago didn't exist. Didn't even have that name. Hip-hop didn't exist. Like, that's like, yeah. the things we have cemented now were non-existent then. So right? will there be, obviously subcategories are, and subgenres are going to be crazy? I assume so. Yeah. But like, was there subcategories of composers that we don't know about? Like they might have said... The, the I think usually they were categorized by the country they're from. Okay. Because yeah. never I hear about like opera singers. Yeah. Detailing them is like oh he's one of those classic Italian yeah. composers. But now or, every the whole world's connected through the internet. Yeah. That things aren't marginalized yeah. to where they're from you know. Yeah, that's why it's harder to categorize things now. It's more of. Yeah. Because mm. every few years things kind of change. Yeah, and the world's so connected now. Globalization yeah. is a thing, so it's less about where you're from now; it's more about what you create. Yeah. And sometimes, unless it feeds into, oh, if you're making something that's a cultural piece, mm. which is almost like preservation in a way. Yeah. That it less feeds into. The, I don't know where I was going to there. Actually, I lost track. Of yeah, it just doesn't matter anymore because we're all one now. You know. Globalization as a yeah. thing is well, changing. I wouldn't call it globalization, really. What would you? More like flat earthalization. Why? The earth's flat. Why? You just wanted to shoehorn that. <laughs> I did. You just wanted to talk about flat earth. Yeah. Lizard people. What do you feel about them? David, we're not, I'm not going to go into this. Um, Illuminati? Do you have any still water? <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm deleting all this part. Good. (laughs) So in 100 years, let's say. Yes. Or even more than that. 101. 101 years. Jesus Christ, the world would be... Future. Yeah, it's different between nuclear war and not nuclear war. Fuck. What do you think will be considered almost contemporary... Of that time. Of that time. Like, what What do you think will still be 
And I'm I'm specifically saying, what now? Yeah. I don't think we can know. We can't know. But <laughs> what do I think? Well, uh, well, this has been a good topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the tidbit. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. So, is there anything right now? And this didn't even be things from a few years ago. Yeah, that so, would still be going on. Yeah. Rather than encapsulated in this time. Yeah, it's like when you think of films like mm. people always mention Citizen Kane obviously yeah. people will mention other movies like when they started using films say like oh to the you know Trip to the Moon stuff like that classic films As a, you're always <coughs> going to go back to those because they are a throwback to a time yeah they're not contemporary whatsoever they're very of that time and yeah. it's more it's interesting to look at them for historical reasons so I think historically of a time, it's good to look back at a certain culture. It's like how some people like to go back on things that are very 90s. Yeah. What do we have now that is contemporary from another time? Do we I, have I mean, something now that will be... Used, that has, used, already, used, 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 that has used. already been contemporary before. Something that's still contemporary. Something that's still contemporary. I th- yeah, I can't think of anything. As an actual film? No, any... Like you said there, what from now will still be around in the future? Didn't you? Do you mean a certain style? Anything. Or a certain, an actual single title product? I feel either. Either or. Uh, yeah. I think something now, like, I always see people mention There Will Be Blood. Yes. But, like, that only came out about how long ago? Yeah. A couple of years, yeah. But people still mention that as almost a classic in the same vein of, oh, it is very, very good. Yeah. That will become a classic. Yeah. If not already. Over time. Yeah. Or No Country for Old Men. Yes. And maybe. Because I have not examined them enough to know. Yeah. I have not seen either of them, I don't think. If I were to think of certain mechanics that are going to be used. Yeah. And I am going to almost exclusively talk about games now. Of course. This is this is my moment. Do you like um, games? I have played a game or two. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, yeah. I enjoy the Fortnite. That's okay. I enjoy doing the dab. Do they have a dab in Fortnite? Uh, probably. They probably have a dab in Fortnite. So, does, yeah. Does somebody own a dab? I feel like someone does. Where did that start? I don't know. It just, it just appeared. It was the globalists. I think universal storytelling is one of the easiest ways to be able to allow it to continue. Yes. If you have something that is able to be universally understood straight away. Something that affects everyone at all times. Yes? Almost. Yes? Yeah. Something that's either very relatable, or even more so, you it's visual storytelling. Because mm. visual storytelling is something that when you see it, regardless of what language you speak, it becomes just, I know what that is. Yeah. Uh, like, physical theatre. Or dance has still continued as an art form. I suppose, yes. In that way of telling a story... All the time, because all you need is a human body, and you know that when humans have their eyes wide and their mouth open, it's surprised. Mm. You know that when somebody has, like, their eyebrow is furrowed and yeah. anger. Knit, close-knit together, and their eyes are squinting, that it might be anger or it might be confusion. Yeah. Like, you just know straight away from how someone looks that what they're feeling. And I think when an art form is able to 
use that to be able to tell a story in means that oh regardless yeah whoever's like watching this you kind of know what it's about mm. I, that's why when you look at a lot of like Buster Keaton films mm. he always wanted less text on the screen yeah he like in most films at the time would have had around I believe it was about 90 like in most films of back in the 10s and 20s mm when they would be transitioning and they would have text on the screen for what somebody said, you know, they yeah. would say something and then text on the screen would say what the person quote, quote, what this person said. Like, you know, someone looks at another person and then their mouth starts to flap for a mm. few seconds. And then on the screen says, hello, Jim, how are you doing? And then the other person flaps and he goes, I'm good. How are you doing? Also, Jim. And they would, <laughs> it was a common name. I couldn't think of another name. Tony. There we go. Tony. How are you doing, Tony? I prefer Jim and he Jim re- too. He replies, and Buster Keaton would, instead of, like, 90 of those in an average film, he'd try to go down to 30. Okay, yeah. So and he would try to have as least text as possible because he wanted the action on screen to be able to tell enough yeah. of the story that he wants less of a script because he wants more action and more of the characters doing the movements of what the mm, characters The visuals are the story. Yeah. yeah. And that's why some of the Buster Keaton films, I think, will, will last. Yeah, say Because some of those... I think are really good. Some mm. of those are fantastic. The general is really worth watching. Yeah, um, that film is really good because it's a very it, that's a good war film, a good historical film, and just a good comedy film. Just a good film. It's a good film. Good like film. It, it hits so many of like oh it hits so many other genres that yeah. you can't really put it into. You can obviously put it into slapstick comedy because what Buster Keaton did really well. Yeah. But at the same time, he told a good story in each of those genres. Mm. And that's why that you could see that lasting now. Yeah. And when I think of visual storytelling, how accessible it can be for somebody if you don't have to speak the language. Yeah. It's I mean... Universal. That's, well, that's well, why at one point I... Uh, actually, at one point, even now, I really, really like physical theatre because if you're able to tell a story about just how you look an audience would instantly understand whether you have to say anything. No matter where they're from. What the character is feeling right mm. now. And even then, you don't have to explain the story to someone. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, so how's your leg? Oh, he's a damaged leg. <laughs> he had a, or he had an accident? And like, oh, it's all healed up now. Oh, so he's fine now. Something did happen. So later on, you know they're going to talk about this again. Mm-hmm. But if you just like have somebody just limp on stage, yeah. like if you, if you start the scene when instead of them sitting down, someone comes in and asks them about a leg, if he walks to his chair as mm. the scene starts with a slight limp and he just rubs his leg and sits down, you know, oh, without saying anything, you know. Yeah, you're still question. Back story. Yeah. I think if they can use that, a lot of this podcast, I think it's going to be about mechanics now. Yes, good. Yeah, the, the techniques you can use. Yeah. And when I think of games that use this, I think of Journey. Journey, which one is that? Can you Journey remember? is a PS3 game that was made by that game company. Okay. Uh, the dude's name was Genova Chen, which is the creator behind that. He also did fl- he also did Flower and Flow. Okay. And it's the game with the. There's this kind of. You're you have these banners that you're or these little. Ribbons, that you're collecting over time, mm-hmm. and. None of that is really important, actually, to mention. You just... That's continuing forward. But the game starts and it has no dialogue. Yeah. There's no speaking. It starts with a character on a sand dune. And before you even see them, 
let's just say opening shot to mountain. Yeah. Your character looks at the mountain and you just know straight away this game is all about that character getting to the mountain and how it's shot. Okay. That you're seeing this person walk up a sand dune and as they walk up the sand dune, a mountain is behind that sand dune. Yeah. And then you just see them stop, look at a sand dune for a few seconds. And then you're allowed to move the character. Not a single word said, no? Not a single word said. You just know straight away you've walked up the sand dune in the direction of this. Mm. And then you get over the hump of the sand dune and you see a mountain in front of them far in the distance. And your character wordlessly just stares at it. You know, straight away, I got to get to that mountain. And you just instinctually go to it. Is that the objective for the game or is that just... That, the that's the objective for the game. Okay. That's the that's the overall. That's what you're getting to. <coughs> and I won't say anything else about that because mm. whatever happens throughout the rest of that is really good. It's really worth. And that's a good example of visual storytelling. Mm. And even just going into mechanics, if I were to go into Mario, in the first Mario game or not Super Mario Brothers, I'm going to say because there was a Mario before Super Mario Brothers. Uh, when you start that game. You run from left, off screen, mm. to just off center left. So you run from off screen into the left of the screen, yeah. and you stay there. And all that's there is this big open space from the middle to the right, and your character's on the left. And you can't go back. You instinctually go forward. Yes. Right. And as you start to go right, the screen scrolls with you. Yeah, so you know you're going the right direction. Without thinking, you know, I have to go that direction. And I can't go backwards. I have to go forwards. Mm. And all of that is told in the first few seconds. And almost without thinking, you do it instinctually. And even when you try to figure out, oh, what can I do? It's all about jumping. How do you finish the level? The flag is always raised on a block. You can't actually finish the level unless you jump over that block Mm. to grab the flag and get to the next part. You can't actually defeat an enemy until you jump. You can't actually get to the enemy until you jump over the block. You have to be able to figure out the jump until you're able to figure out the fight, and then have to figure out how to do the platforms, and then figure out how to finish the level. Yes. Everything is revolved around jumping, and it teaches you that without you really even think about it. You just know, I gotta jump. So are you saying that you think games are timeless? Because I think certain games can because of how they do it. Yes. I think, like, when they started off with something like that, I think something like, I don't know, like, Square Enix, not Square Enix, at the time there was Squaresoft before that, they did a game called The Bouncer, or other games like that, where they just drop you in the middle of a battle, and then a thing pops on the screen. You know, like, I don't know a good example, actually. A better example would be Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Have not More recent. It. So at the beginning of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you'd thrown into the events of Leonidas and 300. Okay. The film. Yeah. And you're in the middle of a battle and it says like, press X to attack or I don't know the controls of that game. Yeah, something. Do this for light attack, do this for heavy attack. Mm. You, know, you just jump in straight away and if you had never played games before, it would be kind of overwhelming. Yeah. And also, it's basically just a tutorial on screen. That, like, that's it. Mario, there's no such thing. You figure it out over time. I mean, one of those great revelations on Mario is that, hey, if you hold one of the buttons and you start running, you run faster. Oh, really? 
And that was like, oh, you're able to finish the game without doing that, mm. but that makes so much of the game much easier if you forget that you're actually able to sprint in Mario. Yeah. You can sprint in Mario. Sprint. If you didn't know. I didn't Anybody who's still been playing Mario to this day and did not know you're able to sprint in Mario, you can sprint. So do you think games from now will last forever? Of course. Yes? Yeah. More than any other art form or more than any other... I I don't know how to compare one to another. Yeah. Because they're always going to use facets of each other to be able to do it. Mm. I think there are going to be certain things that we're going to play more than others. Yes. Uh, uh, visual storytelling is one, but also, what's going to keep people revisiting is just a solid gameplay. Of an idea that, just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a recent example of something that I played and I have been fiddling with for the last week that I already hyped you up a little bit yes. about, which is called Baba Is You. Mm-hmm. This game is, to describe very briefly, coding. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I know. It's It does not sound fun at all. <laughs> and it is the most exciting thing I've ever played this, this year. Yeah. In the last, since I, because when I got my PS4, the... I started playing Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, and Marvel Spider-Man, and also God of War. So big games came out this big, year. Big, big games, and they got a lot of accolades, and they're very good games. I played this game, and in the first few minutes of playing that game, I was more excited than my entire time with all those games. You threw all those games out. Yeah. Um, they're gone. They're in the bin, the burnt. When you came up the stairs, you probably smelled the fire. I did. I was wondering what it was. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't chicken. No. No, straight up. Straight burning Cory Barlong's God of War work all over it's a nice artwork Cory not as good as coding that's right in Baba and You Baba is You Baba is You it's close, close. it's all about pushing blocks and the yes. easiest way to explain this game is by looking up the trailer Baba is You <laughs> For, yeah because if I describe it to you I sound like a maniac please try so let's say when you start a level it's about pushing blocks and it's 2D on a grid. Okay. So what that means is that if I press left, I go one square to the left. Yes. Right? So that like means... Like Tetris. That means... Yeah, so I'll... Like, if I'm moving my character, obviously I can't go onto this block because mm. that's a wall. Yes. So that's on the grid as, like, a thing I can't do. But everything has rules in the level. Baba is you would be a rule. Mm. Because it will say Baba is you. That's why the game is called that. Because you play Baba the sheep. Okay. His name is Baba. That's why it's called Baba is you. The sheep is just called Baba. It could have been Tony is you, whatever. Jim. But Baba is you. That's the rule. Baba is you. You are Baba. And it will say flag is win. So I go to the flag. If I move Baba, if Baba is me and the yeah. flag is win, if I move Baba the to the flag, I win. Baba wins. But let's say the flag is on the other side of a wall. Okay. Or I can't get to that. And it says, oh, wall is stop, Baba is you, flag is win. Yeah. What if I now get rid of wall is stop? What if I... How do you? Because it's a pushing blocks game. Because the sentences, the words... Yeah. Are all blocks. So you push the block... That's why it's a coding game. So you push the words. So you push the words as blocks. Yeah. So if I now push, instead of wall is stop, what if I just 
push stop or push wall or push is away. Because mm. wall is what the object is, stop is what it does, and is connects them. Yeah. That's why this is coding. But if I just get rid of any of those, they're not connected. And then wall is gone. Wall is, wall is, is not stop anymore. Yeah. I can just run right through that wall. Okay. And now I can go to flag is win. Mm. What if I can't get to it though? What What if like there is no wall to stop? But I don't know. What if it's somewhere else? And maybe I have to not even be Baba. Because now Baba is you. What if flag is you and Baba is win? Now I become the flag. Yeah, but then... And I move the flag to Baba. Okay. It sounds like an interesting game. It is a very interesting game, and also with an art style that it looks like a game that could have ran on the SNES back yeah. in the 80s. What is the swing mechanic like? <laughs> what? Is it as good as Spider-Man? David, <laughs> Dave, what is the coding like <laughs> in Spider-Man? Do you know the code? Do you know when you're playing coding in that game? Yeah. No. Well, when you're doing the thing. That's circuits. Same thing. Very simplified, also. Same thing. <laughs> just, that's rotating circuits. And you can skip it as well if you want to. But still. <laughs> so, Bob is You is a very good example of a concept that could have been. This game probably could have been made in the 80s. Yeah. Maybe actually before that. It just wasn't, or wasn't. It's so accessible to play. Mm. And when you start to use because as the game teaches you more and more and more you don't use the same thing you did on one level in another you have to change it up every level introduces a new thing yeah because every level is it almost feels like every level is that oh you this level is not that you're using what you learned beforehand and then iterating upon that to be able to figure out this level it's not like other ones where you gain an ability and now with that ability you can do this it's, oh no, this is something you have never done in this game before, and you have to figure out what that is. Is the goal always to get Baba to win, yeah? Get you to win. It's always something gets to win. Yeah. Whether you're Baba, whether you're whatever, that's the thing. So Could like you some, be Wall? Sometimes, yeah. Like, can you, you start Can you start as Wall? Sometimes, maybe. Or do you feel I don't, like I haven't finished the game. Okay, yeah. Um, but you can kind of if it's available to you you can kind of turn it into anything yeah. but sometimes they will do obvious red herrings okay and by that they will try to trick you yeah like in one level where <laughs> there there is I'm in an enclosed wall mm. and there's walls all around me okay and then there's a door <clears throat> and it says like door is stopped door is shut mm. so I'm trying to get rid of I'm t- and it says key is defeat Okay. outside of this yeah. so I can't get to those words to push them so I can't touch the key because if I touch the key <coughs> you get defeated I get defeated I die the level starts over so what can I do and of the things that were there what I figured out was oh because I have things that allow me to do stuff with the wall but I can't like push the key into the wall Try. I was trying to do other stuff and what I kind of realised is that and I'm not explaining this very well unless you yeah. actually show you the screen. Yeah. Which is difficult in an audio podcast. A little bit. But what I eventually figured out was that, oh, they're fucking with me. Which How's is what that? this game is. It's entirely about the people who made this game fucking with you. Yeah. By, oh yeah, that door, you don't do anything with it. That wasn't important. That door could not be there and it would make no difference. Okay. Like there could have just been four walls. Yeah. But they put that door there 
because they wanted you to think it was important to think it was important yeah. and actually no it was not the door you actually just have to push the wall out oh yeah eventually there's a thing that allowed you to like because there is a thing for is push mm. also in the room yeah and I was always I was trying to get key is push and try to push the key into yeah. the door no the wall because key is open and key is defeat mm. but I can't get the keys defeat so every time I touch the thing oh it defeats me so I thought oh okay so key is push mm. and then I because it also you, things can have multiple things because door is stop door yeah. is shut key is open and defeat key is open and defeat and so I tried to do that and it still killed me I can't so key is push damn it I can't because it's also defeat I can't push it and then I kind of realized oh wall is push mm. I push the fucking wall or Baba is push yeah and, and push or that. you is push and now I can push that wall yeah. away and go around that to is win and now do what and now put key is win if I yeah. want to and now I hit the key and, and you win whatever or I put Baba is win or Something like that. And if you get rid of Baba is you and just have nothing is you, yeah. the the game stops. The oh, music right. stops yeah. and your character stops. You just moving. can't do anything. You can't do anything yeah. because nothing is you. So you just like, you will press a button and it'll undo the last thing you do. Okay. So do you think this game or games like this will be timeless? Definitely. Yeah. Um, since this game could have been made in the 80s, it seems like, but it's made now. And it is more exciting than a lot of the games I'm playing now. Does that make it timeless or does that make it... Is it trying to be a throwback? No. No? I Obviously, you're going to see it because it's going to look like a game that could have been made a while ago. Yeah. It's going to look like an 80s game. It's going to look like an NES game. Mm. But I think that's a stylistic choice that, hey, if they try to make the visuals any more complicated, you're going to think about way more because this game is all about figuring out a concept yeah. rather than trying to make it look really good mm. it's just they just went oh this is serviceable to what it is yeah even like sometimes the text is able to like wiggle as you're going through as like stylistic thing you can turn that off mm. like this is all about can you figure this puzzle out yeah can you not just thinking your way through it yeah it, it's about lateral thinking it's about thinking outside of the box mm. or outside of the wall in many cases yes that is something that's going to keep going I think because that is just sound that's mechanically sound yeah it works in a way it's what it's almost simple simple like, but intriguing it, yeah because it is just oh you it's coding yeah you are something and you can change the rules of the world and it's sometimes you they will do obvious things of oh there was a there was a wall all around you and you start off inside the wall and you have to try and get flag is win, but you can't touch... You try to move the flag, and the flag is stuck in grass, and the grass is stop. Yeah. And it's like a maze of grass that is inside of this wall. So I'm, I'm trying to push the flag, but there's no way to get behind the flag in a way that lets me push it outside yeah. of this. It's just... It's one of those impossible mazes of like, oh, if I, you know, go there, but I push it left... But now there's not space to get behind it to push it down. Yeah. And then what I figured out is there is nothing saying wall is stop. So you could have just went to the wall? I literally just went around the puzzle then. Yeah. I was placed inside of that wall and for 10 minutes I tried to figure out how to push it through the so grass. So you're, th- you're overthinking yourself in yeah, situations. Yeah, and they do that so intentionally yeah. to fuck you up. 
in ways like that where they yeah. start you inside of a wall and you straight up think oh we can't because they have never said wall is stop yeah it's not in sure. that because in every other level wall is stop mm. but now they have just not put it there yeah and you still, and you still think, think wall is stop yeah. because you're in the wall <clears throat> so they do things like that because they have a very sparse minimal art style mm. because it's so such a simple art style in a way it's able everything that's on screen at all times is needed yeah. or is there to mess with you it's one of two things it's either oh this is a function that lets you finish the level or this is a Just function that is there you. to mess with you yeah but, but that's kind of cool and it is yeah so you never know like oh am I on the right path or am, am I on the path that they want me to mess up are the up devs on? laughing at me right now yeah is this like oh they put this there as like a way to try and fool me mm. We spent way too much time talking about. We did. <laughs> it sounds interesting again. Yeah, and uh, when it also when I was talking about simple, something very simple. Yes. Minecraft. I think yeah. just satisfying building. I suppose yeah. Even like a level creator. Yeah. And Minecraft is the most accessible is, level creator. Yeah, the whole game is a level creator. Because it's not like asking you to like. Because you remember like a little big planet. Yes. Where there's that, a lot more into that. There's a lot more into that because you could also have motors and engines running, which you can in Minecraft after a while. Yeah, but and you need to build them. Yeah, and it's not as like, oh, in Little Big Planet, you can now have round shapes. Minecraft is one shape. Square. Square. It's the only shape you need. It's the only shape you need. You just have to put blocks on things. Like every time I start Minecraft, I always do the same thing every time without thinking. What? Chop down some trees. I chop down some trees. Make a workbench. I, I make them. I make a workbench, and I just have to mine down and get diamonds. Yeah. It it just it feels right. It is, That's and you know exactly what, it is. what, and you can you can do that so easily without thinking. I just went. Oh, what's a really good material? How do I get that <laughs> down? Down, and I just go down, and then I built a working mine going down, mm. and it just makes sense to do that without thinking. You know what you're gonna do in yeah. Minecraft usually. It's I haven't so played Minecraft in years. I used to really enjoy it. Yeah. Before the kids took over. What do you mean the kids? What does that mean? It's all kids playing it online. But you can just play it alone. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to play online. You just shit. You just shitting on kids. They ruined. I wish. Because it's so accessible. Yeah. Like remember, it started as like an indie game that was an Mm. alpha online that you could play. Yeah, it wasn't like released when I was playing. Like you know. Yeah. Full. And then it got released, and yeah, and then eventually over time, Microsoft acquired it. Yeah. Um, and it blew up it was already blown up like that, because the thing is they bought that for millions and millions yeah. I think they bought it for like 90 million really yeah something like that a few, or a few hundred million yeah. from the creator and you're probably going to let them go for a while notch notch yeah, yeah. one of the dudes working on it mm. um, but it's a very simple game with a very accessible way yeah accessibility seems to be the thing I think so yeah because that seems to be the main thing of actually the common thread throughout all of these mm. is that the more accessible an art form is the more it's going to last because the more people that can attach themselves the more people that can enjoy it and the more people that can create it yeah. also if there's an understanding there is a lasting appeal yeah and that goes into visuals a distinctive art style is the other one but I feel like distinctive art styles can be more attached to a time. I think that's like more about products. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think if you have a distinctive art style, it's like you've seen Cuphead. Cuphead. I, Cuphead is that I know the name. 
30s Max Fletcher cartoon platform game where you shoot things. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. It, exactly. it looks like an early Disney cartoon. Okay. And it's a game that you play a dude called Cuphead and you're going around and collecting souls um, <laughs> of these big bombastic bosses. Yeah. These big boss battles that you were jumping on platforms and shooting. And that game's art style is fantastic because you don't usually see games that look like that. Yeah. Because that style was used back in, like I said, the early Disney cartoons. Mm. That very kind of like bouncy style. Yeah. Uh, I think they used to call it rubber hose. They okay. used to call it rubber hose animation. Mm. I think it was the term because a rubber hose always, they're always bouncing. Yeah. It's always back. like characters are always moving, you know, the, the very like loose elbows and stuff like yeah. that. If, when you imagine Goofy or Daisy the, the cow. Daisy the cow? Daisy, you know, the cow from Disney. They're very lanky. Yes, yes. Yeah, so characters like that. No, sorry, that's that's Donald's. I've forgotten her name. Do you know the cow, I mean? But I know the cow. That's, that's Donald's missus, Daisy. Disney cow. Yeah. Yeah. No, Donald, no. Donald Burke. Yeah. I got it completely mixed up. Yeah, but there is a cow. <laughs> Isn't there a cow? There is. Yes. There's like a cow. It's a very rubber hose animation of yes. just everything's bouncing, everything's moving, all inanimate things have life, and so it allows them to be very creative with... Like, in one level, there are two frogs that you're fighting, and over time, one of them starts to spin, and as he spins, he turns into an industrial fan, and he starts blowing you away while the other one starts shooting stuff at you because he's spinning so quickly that he starts to take on the shape of a fan. Yeah. And because it's in that animation style, they can do creative things with it. Something like that will be seen as a product of its... of it is, as a distinctive art style of mm. that. Yeah. And I think we will still be playing that game, specifically that game. Really? Yeah, For because I. Because when I think back, even though it's a recent game, if I think back on unique games, I think of Cuphead. Yeah. Because very few have done, and obviously you're going to get clones over time. Mm. So we get any genre. Is so that, do you think three hundred years from now, we'll be playing uh, Cuphead, if not a similar game to Cuphead? Somebody will be playing Cuphead. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. By one person or yeah, a group, a cult following? Yeah, it'd be like Halo. Someone would be online. Um, <laughs> There's always someone out there. Yeah, uh, I think they're, yeah. Some of these games I think are going to work. Something like, let's say, Greece. The country? Greece is a, has this hand-drawn art style from a Spanish team. Okay. Greece is they this hand-drawn okay. art style um, game. That almost looks like a painting. Okay. In motion. It's yeah. really nice. Um, G-R-I-S. But another game is Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles is a series of games that all have this watercolour art style. Mm-hmm. And everything looks... It's all sketched. Yeah. And they even start off each of the game. They start off the first game, which I started playing over the last few months, of it turns on and the first menu starts with a sketch of a tank, sketch of a person on top, mm. and then another person, and then all the trees start being sketched. And then they have watercolour paint filling in all the things, yeah. and then it starts to move, and it's the beginning cutscene. That's pretty good. They started off with like this almost hazy focus on mm. everything that almost seems like it's a memory or a painting. Yeah. Everything has that, has that feel about it. 
and even the outside of a lot of the the canvas mm. which is what the screen almost yeah. feels like is all white so it feels like this is on a page moving it's like somebody's got a flip book and it's moving yeah. this so even when you're moving characters around and even the combat is a very open combat so thing. the gameplay is so like this like yeah the gameplay is not just cutscenes the gameplay is very is turn based kind of okay. RPG but it's very free form because it's turn based in that you have a certain distance you can move mm. and you have a meter that goes down as you move yeah and even that style of combat has not been used by a lot of other games mm. so the game feels very distinctive because when I played it I have not played any other game that feels like this yeah or any of the game that looks like this. So do you that think... That game will be interesting. Though, because of the way it plays, and because it's still a game with a dialogue and a story, it will still... It will age. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. It's a war story, and it will age over time. Yeah. Because it's it's basically based on World War One or World War Two. So do you think these distinctive art styles will last? Or do you think, after a bit of a while, they'll become a product of... This generation. You think they will last? I think, yeah, the products the products themselves will, because if you want to see an example of this, that's the game you're going to go to. Because when I think of, like, a unique game, I think of... Yeah. Or even just a really good platformer, I think of Cuphead. When I think of a game that is just... But that's because that is in our lifetime right now. I think years from now, 100 years, 300 years, they'll be seen as the past. Yeah, they will be. Yeah, but they won't be seen as contemporary in a sense. I think some games like Cuphead will be because it's not as if that... Because that style, even now, feels new. Yeah. But that style was invented almost, almost 100 years ago. Yeah. And it feels... It feels new now. Is it new or is it, it feels, throwback Because it feels fresh. Yeah. Because it's been taken a different way that we don't have. Mm. And when I think of like 100 years from now, Journey. Yeah. Journey, definitely. Okay. The reason why I say that is because Journey is so easy to being universally told and so incredibly polished. Mm. Like, the only thing that's going to happen in 100 years from now is that what's going to happen, 1080p, 4K, Mm. that stuff is not going to be as... It's not going to be like, oh, the be-all, end-all. Like, oh, if we're going to play... It's not the graphical fidelity. It's that, oh, this game is... has its style. Where do you think gaming will go? Gaming will go. Yeah. In what way? Like, the way we have games now. Yeah. We play them, we interact with them. There is kind of VR coming in a bit and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Where do you think these games we have now will fit in, in what is in the future? Games are always going to be made in different ways, and over time we just have more people making games. Yes. I think over time there are going to be changes. Like, when I think of... I think the biggest change is going to be in development of games. Meaning what? how people create games and that it's going to be even easier for people to create games. It's yeah. going to be more more accessible because over time we're just getting more things of... I mean, even if you look at a few months ago, you have Epic Games coming out and saying, hey, so we have figured out how to use um, cross-platform play. Mm. So we've just allowed those tools to be online and for anybody to download the kind of workarounds on this and be able to do it themselves and it's like alright look at that um, so if you want to transfer a game to mobile transfer a game to another thing they have an easy guy that you can kind of follow to do that and it's like oh somebody who's starting out wants to build a game they already now have a kind of yeah. 
guy they can yeah. use to try and port their game to Android, port their game to Switch, port their game to this, that they can figure out themselves. Do you think in the that, future? Sorry. And I think we're going to get more stuff. of. We already had games like Dwarf Fortress or Factorio what that do... It's not the games themselves, yeah. but it's that they have a kind of AI that figures out the rest of the game based on a few okay. rules. So it's almost like the AI is telling the story. Yeah. And you're experiencing it. I think we'll get more things of the AI will write the story for you. Yeah. Which we get some of. I mean, we had a musical a few years ago that was written completely by an AI, but it still had some help. Yeah. But they performed it as the AI did. Where they oh, just, really? They, they put a load of musicals in it. They put a few constraints on it. Yeah. So it was completely just that thing, even though I just said completely, don't mm-hmm. correct me. It had a bit of input. So... It was the main bulk of it, but humans were there helping it as it went along. Yeah, but all it of guided it, it a little. Yeah. Bit. So it's kind of it's kind of like a toddler that's kind of went run that way, and then it went there very slowly on its legs, yeah. and eventually learned to walk and then run. But they were still kind of there making Pushing sure it, a bit. it didn't fall. Yeah, like a toddler. Um, they do that a lot. Little idiots. Uh, I think fucking idiot. In that way stuff like that is going to get much easier because eventually technology will be able to do a lot of that for us mm. but there will always be a way that we have to limit or have rules so that it doesn't go haywire and does yeah. not make sense which even that musical makes no sense what was the storyline or anything? I don't know no, it, no it's some weird one mm. uh, look up musical made by AI I will find it. Yeah. Uh, what were you about to say? Um, I can't recall do you think in the future that Making games will be much more accessible than almost everyone will be doing it. Not everyone, but do you think it'll be mo- a lot more people making games? Do you think everybody will be making films? Well, they are kind of now in a YouTube sort of sense, you know? There we go. Yeah, so you think it'll become like that? Yeah, like any like any art form. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, people are doing the same thing with film is that over time it's gone easier because now the price of cameras has gone down. Yeah, so much it's more accessible. And film has been around for about 100 years. Yeah. Gaming has been around since the... This is highly contested, I know, but less than less than film, let's say then. Yes. So, uh, like being able to create a game, is much harder than creating a film. Very much so. Where that the usual life of a film. I know is usually, the, you plan it, you do it, you mm-hmm. finish it yes. in roughly about a year or two. Yeah. In game, the average time of making a game is four years yeah average some games have gone on to 15 years some games have been done in a few months <coughs> it, it's so up in the air of what kind of game you're making but they usually spend like even like they're very 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 small games mm. I'm talking mobile endless runner kind of yeah. games I've seen some years. of those where it's like oh they got an entire studio to work on that <coughs> And took it about four months. Yeah, and it seems like a simple enough thing. Like it seems simple, but if you want to make a good one or seem one that even works without just copying another person's yeah. code, you're gonna to have to put some work into it. Because so will it all be simplified, even more simple, so that yeah. everyone can? Do yeah, it. it's gonna be like how you have automatic settings in your camera. Yeah, it's gonna be a oh a kind of drag and drop, which mm. we're getting visual scripting. Yeah, instead of like writing code, it's that you write a sentence that just says, "This has collision." Mm. So it's like, if I hit this object against this one, it collides with it. It's yeah. like, or this has physics. 
that kind of thing of, oh, if my character hits this thing with their foot, it will fly away mm. because it has physics and my character is powerful. <laughs> powerful like as fuck. Kind of, it's very simple of like, you just have to adjust levels now and move things to different places. Yeah. And you just kind of, it's like a map and you're just moving play, different sentences to different things and constructing it your own way. But a lot of the being, building blocks are the same. Yeah, because much more accessible though. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of that's going to change the same way the film has is that people are going to have technology is going to be easier to use and the everybody software everyone will do it and, yeah and everybody will be able to do it by just buying something and then eventually just uploading something online mm. I can't wait for the Jake Paul of gaming have you heard of Notch? <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about his personal things but yes. dude his is Twitter? I've heard. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we. I'm not comparing Logan Paul to Notch. But you know. I'm just saying that they're both polarizing figures in the community. Yes. Their respective communities. Um, okay. I think we've come a long way since started this conversation. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm also going to say. I think something's difficult might be. Yes. Or records. I think we talked about speedrunning um, yeah. before this podcast. Of, I think that goes into it too, because when you think of Mario, like, what was it? There was a, even just recently, there was a 20-year-old Doom record. Yeah? What, beaten or what? Yeah. Okay. 20-year-old record, yeah. and it was beaten one second. <laughs> so because in Doom, it had always been nine seconds, I think, is the record for the first ever level. Yeah. And then Doom, one second. So how? Because oh. how Doom, how it determines, because Doom only happens in single digit increments. Yeah. Because how you find out how long it took you to beat a level, mm. is that at the end of every level, the Doom counter in game has to tell you. Okay. And that's what everybody goes by. And the first level was done in nine seconds. So if you finish it in nine point seven seconds, mm. if you finish it in nine point nine seconds, yeah. you finish it in nine point two seconds. It will always be yeah. nine seconds. So the first ever person <clears throat> got eight. Yeah. So maybe like everybody else has been like 9.1, 9.2. Yeah. He finally, or 9.08 yeah. or whatever. But this is... But the in-game eight. counter said eight for the first time. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. Uh, is that that's been there for 20 years and some of Not anymore. And these things are constantly being on and these things will, over time... You still have people trying to get the best times in Mario. I saw yeah. somebody finished one of those levels in like point ten. Yeah. And that record is being for the first time in a few years. And that was a big thing in the community. And also Souls games. I mean, because yes. those games are still being heavily, heavily played. But when were they first introduced? Those games, it's 2000s. Demon Souls, all of that. All of that series of games still are being used over 10 years ago now. Maybe yeah. 15. And that's those, 15 years though compared to That's 15 years, but it's more than a lot of other lifetimes. Yeah. And if you consider that, you still have giant, <coughs> you still have giant communities of those games. Mm. And those games are also going to change because you have Sekiro from the same studio changing what their game is about in different ways to try and almost the formula of the game is different. So you will have speedrunning from different kinds of games. Souls games are always going to be that because yeah. they are difficult 
and those difficult games are always going to be continued and games that people regularly speed run like Doom or Mario or Dark Souls people want a challenge games that are challenging <coughs> and that there are records if there are games that have records mm. there will always be people who want to beat that record people want to win yeah people want to be the best they want to have the le- least amount of time <laughs> least amount of time <laughs> they only have less time we all have less time so I think we'll end up there yeah Mongo is just pawn in the game of life <laughs> please explain that so that's no that's Mongo is a character from Blazing Saddles. At yes. one time he just turns into the camera and goes, Mongo's pawn a game of life. And he's also a very dumb guy, so straight after, and he just fights, so straight after that he just, I don't know, he's just like, yeah, we should hit him really hard, or something like that. He's just, all he thinks about is fighting, and for one moment in that he breaks the fourth wall and lays down some real truths. Comes really introspective. He lays out truth. Lays down bare truth. <laughs> Uh, uh. so it's ended up there yeah hmm. or do you have any more words you want to say Gary I think, I think I'm good with that for the moment yeah yeah okay we can come back to this sometime and David what do you think in 100 years I think we have no idea what will survive but there will be so it's just humans <laughs> humans we'll, we'll be gone we'll be gone Co- have, you, have you heard global warming cockroaches and twinkies yes is that what people say yeah. and Bubsy apparently twinkies don't last I think that's a myth. Yeah, apparently it is. Yeah. I suppose they're full of like, sugar and all, like, you know? Yeah. Just sugar last. What about tricks, though? <laughs> yeah, tricks are last. <laughs> Haribo. I don't know. If Twinkies aren't staying. Jelly beans are last. Will they, though? I still have jelly beans from like a year ago in my bag. That's a year. Keep them for another 100 years, then eat them. Yeah, but they're still good. They still <laughs> seem fresh. Well, you're still eating them. Are you eating like one a week? Turn my bag right now. Yeah. You try them. I'm okay, thanks. Just after this, we'll try one. I'm, I'm really try good. One. I don't want to die. Still taste of apple. <laughs> they weren't apple to be in this. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Dobby. Please, to please say, don't. Dobby wants to say goodbye. Gary has his Dobby impression. That's terrifying. Thank you for listening to the Tidbit cast. I've been... Gary. And over here has been... Harry Potter. David. <laughs> if you ever want to just send us a thing or you think there was any corrections, don't correct me. <laughs> um, send them to talktotidbit at gmail.com. That is David. Talktotidbit at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on all the usual ones like Instagram and Facebook. And dude, if you ever want to help us, tell a friend. Tell That's them. enough. Because if everybody tells their friends, we'll have ten more audience. What if you have no friends? Find a friend. Tell them about it. Mm. Find a friend. Have a whole life together. And just know... Are they marrying their friend or what? Yeah, maybe they become their best friend. Best, best friend. But all of this under the guise of, I'm eventually going to get you to listen to the tidbit cast. Gary will be your friend then. And before we completely headed off there, David, would you rather have robot arms or robot legs? Wait, anything about this? Robot arms or robot legs? Wait, you say robot arms, what are they? They're just... Instinct. Instinctually, what do you think? Wait, wait, what are we? What are they? 
They're mechanical arms and mechanical legs. Any special about them? They can do things for you and you won't get tired. Legs. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I can run fast. I can probably jump higher. Yeah. That's more useful than you won't. Ha- you won't have to think with arms. You can just do things without thinking. You perform menial tasks. Legs. Cooking. Not legs. Running fast. Jumping high. You're a superhero. I'll be able to climb a mountain. Wait. I'll be perfectly balanced and playing the switch. Are you going with arms? No, I'm going with legs. Okay, good. I want to be able to jump like a fucking superhero. Yeah. And be able to like run a marathon and be like, God, I'm just... God, yeah, I'm just I been... feel like we would be cheating if we went in a marathon. Yeah, no, uh, I wouldn't do that. I would climb a mountain and be able to go to the top of mountains without really breaking sweat. I feel like you couldn't like hold it up against anyone else's achievements though. But he's kind of have an advantage. I don't mind. I just want to be there. I don't have to say like, oh, you're the top of mountain. Aren't I great? It's like, no, I want to go up there and take a picture. Would you put it on Instagram? And it, I'll put it anywhere where everybody see it. Oh. Do you know what I would put it on? Sounds like loading. Where? I'll put it on the Tidbit cast. You should. Look forward to me on top of a mountain. <laughs> With robot legs. That's right. I'm Take sorry for, about the accident. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Don't be Fuck off. I'm a hench. <laughs>